make yourself a priority. How do you do that, Stina? How do you make yourself a priority? Hmm. Well, one thing to do to make yourself a priority, I think, is to remember that it's always a process and it's something to revisit. So I'm sitting here thinking like, I got like four hours of sleep last night and that is not, you know, that is not making myself a priority. Um, but having the self-awareness to be like, wow, I'm really like, I'm really getting off on, you know, taking care of this need or I'm really getting off on fulfilling this desire and just being able to know that and to say, you know, what are the changes I need to make? What are the, what's the discipline I kind of need to get back on so that I am making myself a priority? Um, the self-awareness is so much more important than perfection. Oh, for sure. And it is all about noticing, just taking that breath to just stop and go check in. Like, what is going on right now? You know, even if you're mm -hmm. starting into, like, heading into an argument with a husband or whatever, you know, or a kid, it's like, wait a minute, what is happening right now? Whose stuff is this? You know, check yourself first. I always, like, check myself first. My kids were always guilty till proven innocent. I'm <laughs> 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 at school. It's like, okay, you know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. let's see what you have to say about it and then usually let's take them to school sit down with the teacher and say and I could pretty much tune in right away as like you know what this is actually an issue between the two of you so I'll just sit back and <laughs> I'll let you communicate and figure that out yeah yeah I love yeah it. okay very cool I love this all right and I love your teachings on learn to say no they're amazing and you you know have that in your book uh worship her so that was really fun to put that together with you too. All right. So hit it on learn to say no. Yeah, I think that's my favorite chapter in the book. And it's one of the shortest. <laughs> uh, could probably be its own whole book, right? Um, learning to say no. Uh, I think it's really, you know, the last time that we talked about this and when I was writing my book, again, other, another layer always. I feel like most recently for me learning to say no is like learning to say no to the distractions, learning to say no to the things that are compromise mm. for me. So when wow. you're really clear on what you want in your relationships, what you want in your, in your career, what you want in you know, your family life, then you have to say no to things that are compromised to that. Right. And Sometimes that looks like, feels like people pleasing. And sometimes that feels like, you know, maybe you have a friend that you love to death, but you just don't feel like going out with them that night and giving yourself permission to say, you know, this isn't a priority for me and just to say no and letting it be really simple. And, you know, when you start to say no, what I found is that people that can't handle that will just kind of vet themselves out of your life. Right, right, right. They'll kind of just disappear. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that I'm choosing. Like, I'm not choosing to have this conversation at this moment. You know, I'm fine rescheduling a conversation with you around it. Right? Mm -hmm. just, it can do that in feminine divine energy. <laughs> you don't have to be like, or let yourself get to right it's about being proactive rather than reactive and boy does that help when it comes to raising kids as well <laughs> right because they're going to be reactive so like oh yeah <laughs> why fight fire with fire 
<laughs> I love it. Okay. And so, um, yeah, can you think of one of the examples from the book? Like when, so I love the one about the, um, oh, can you bake, you know, a dozen cookies for the cookie? Yeah. What was your answer? Yeah. Do you remember how you answered that in the book? Yeah. Well, in the book, I give like a tool that I call the yes, no, or yeah, yes, no, yes. That one. <laughs> um, and what you do is like the initial step is affirming. So somebody asks you, Hey, can you, can you bring in four dozen cookies for the bake sale? And the first thing you do is affirm and say, you know, I love to bake. Thank you so much for thinking of me. So it's affirming that like they've asked you because it's hard to reach out for help. And it's, you know, a challenge for us. That's the other side of this is, you know, learn to ask. So when somebody is asking for something, really like giving them a heartfelt acknowledgement of what they're asking. Right. And, you know, most like assuming the best, <laughs> assuming that, you know, they're asking you because they want you involved because yeah. they want to give you an opportunity to contribute. So you say that you give them that yes feeling. And then you say, you know, I'm not able to do that. And you don't have to give them excuses. You don't have to give them your life story. You don't have to tell them, you know, a million reasons why. It's just like, I'm not able to do that this week. And then if you want to, you can add the third yes. That's optional. Uh, but you can say, I would love to hang up some flyers. Um, I'll be in this place, this place, and this place this week. Can I, you know, can I get those from you and, and put those up? Nice. Or you could say, I can pick up a dozen, you know, bagels from this bagel shop. Or I can, do, you know, you can give them kind of a, this is what I can do. Right. They and won't so, it, but I can donate a dozen, right? Yeah. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. And let yourself be happy. Well, that's definitely a step in the right direction. <laughs> Learning to say no and tuning into where you're at and what's appropriate for you, either in the moment or for that week or that month or that year. That clarity piece is huge. And mm -hmm. and I know another thing that happens like around here, we have plan A. We also know what plan B is. And then we take note where we're at. Are we on plan A? Like, did we wake <laughs> up and did it go plan A? Or are we on plan B? Or are we, like, even, like, way off? You know? <laughs> and if we're way off, it's like, let's get back to plan B at least, you know? <laughs> okay, how about plan A? Let's make sure we're on plan A tomorrow because this was <laughs> today. <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, my job is to walk the dogs in the morning. And then plan B is if I've got something, he just automatically knows, Siri knows, he'll walk the dogs that day. And there's no like argument or anything. And, and I fill in mm. for him and we, we keep a fair share fill in role with each other. And if it's not going to be, we can see it's not going to be, it's, it's like, it's going to be really unfair this week to you. So here's what I'm going to do for you next week or whatever. Mm. Right. Just so we're in communication. That helps so much. All right, and then expand your sisterhood. Oh, women process out loud usually, and they they need their sisterhood. And you and I love Outlander, and um, and I got further in the series than you did, but you read the book. <laughs> Anyways, remember the part where um the women were um uh taking the you know the fabric or the wool the wool and they put the hot urine on it, and yeah. then they were walking. They call it walking, and they were hitting it yeah. up on people. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. She was so desperate for sister and she was willing to sit down and get her hands full of urine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Oh, 
Yeah, it reminds me of the obscene goddess in yeah. Women Who Run With The Wolves, which I think is one of our favorite sections of the book. Yeah, Women Who Run With The Wolves, and, like Clarissa Pinkle, Estes. Oh, man, that is such a good book. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just that, like, being able to laugh. It's, like, why we like dirty jokes. It's why we like to laugh about, like, our periods in PMS and, you know, just, you know, oh, my husband did this. <laughs> you know. Guys wouldn't get. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, you know, I've had people lately too, they'll share something like with me and then they'll apologize for complaining or say like, oh, you don't need to hear this or I don't want to burden you. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you just gotta have space to vent. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you don't have that, it's not like I'm going to wallow in my, you know, the victimhood of it. But if you can't acknowledge it and express it, Get it then up. it just gets stuck in your body and it's like it doesn't feel good and so having sisters who really like who see you through the tough times and are there to celebrate the good times too yep. and and you for them and you know developing sisterhood I've had friends who you know unexpectedly had twins you know the, she didn't know she was having twins until the second baby is coming out and you know and she was you know, it had other things going on in her life. So there was, you know, a solid, say, year or two of our friendship that I was pouring into her a lot. And not necessarily like getting a whole lot out of the friendship, but it was such a long-term friendship. It's one of those like lifelong sisters that, you know, like this is a season and I'm here for you. Yeah. And so having that, you know, it's not a transactional relationship anymore when you have true sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Yep.